say just good morning to you, Malden, Massachusetts. How you doing out there? I have a very special guest with me today, and um, I gotta say, I'm very interested in this man, and uh, what I mean by that, and it's for the physical being, and I think it's a little bit the spiritual. And it's from the Fitness Foundry, and I hope I get his name right, Julio Salato. Did I got uh, that right, Joe? <laughs> Julio? Almost. So uh, it's Julio, and the last name is Salado with a D at the end. And if, you case, if you're wondering what that means in Spanish, it means Salty July. So if you translate my name. I am Salty July. You're Salty July. I love that. Um, I know that uh, you're in Boston, Massachusetts. Am I correct? I live in Malden now. So I've been, uh, I, I bought my first home in Malden in 2018. So I've been experiencing all the great things that Malden has to offer, especially the community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, wh- where is uh, Fitness Foundry? So fitnessfoundry.net or .com mm-hmm. is, my, is my brand and my on, it's an online resource for health and fitness information for all age groups. So I have specialties for senior fitness, post rehab, long-term weight loss. As you mentioned earlier, I am a firm believer that in holistic view of, uh, of wellness. So I also have information about um, Tai Chi Chuan and the benefits of doing meditation so it's a holistic website, but it's 100% based on exercise science. It's just East meets West, and I have it a little bit for everybody. Um, articles, videos, podcasts, as you as we're doing right now. Okay, what I want to ask you, uh, we know that COVID-19 is around, and um, I, I'm not going to uh, just center on COVID-19, but I want to know how you handled COVID-19 with Fitness Foundry. How did you go about handling that, uh, Julio? So the, the easiest way for me to say that and um, is that I use my fitnessfoundry.net, basically the, the whole platform of the internet as the vehicle to continue to provide health and wellness information and exercises and to allow people to contact me um, during this time. Everyone, most of us had to stay, you know, do the stay at home order and our physical activity declined. And for some of us, it was either the gym or, or it could have been taking a walk outside. So I just very quickly, because I've always been uh, involved in the community where live events, you know, in person. So I just upped it and just did more live events um, on Twitter and other social media to provide workouts and exercises for those who are staying at home. So that's how I used my, my web presence. To benefit all of us. Awesome. Uh, I want to ask you one question. Um, uh, when it um, concerns children, did you do anything for uh, children? No. So I, that's not my specialty, um, children's mm. physical activity. However, what I do in my workouts, kids can join in within the workouts. Again, these were like just there. And I continue to do it. They're just live. So they're there. You want to think of my my um, my. My activities are for all levels of fitness. All so, levels of fitness, huh? That's awesome. And then I, I did do some videos that are more specialized, so it could be more for the older adult population, or it can also be individuals who have specific equipment 
or it could be no equipment. And so I, I, there are some videos that are more specific, but I also have some that are for all levels of fitness. And also they include this, uh, Josephine, a lot of exercises that help reverse the effects of sitting, smartphone use, and which is like low back pain, neck pain, things like that can help reverse uh, and manage that in collaboration with any other treatment you might be doing. You want to tell me a little bit about that, please? Sure. Uh, it would be my pleasure. So many of us had are, had an increase in sitting due to COVID-19 and the stay-at-home order and, and our ability to literally just go out and go for walks. Now, with that being said, probably what did increase is the amount of sitting and watching TV um, so follow my thought process. So this is about a pattern. It's not about like one day. So that incrementally very likely has gone up for a lot of us. And maybe even using our iPad or our phone, smartphone, anything like that. Now, if you take a, if you, if you take a, a picture of that, just an image, if you're sitting, certain muscles are going to be overextended and or tighter too. And our body's going to be in a certain position. So our shoulders may tend to round. Our head may tend to jump forward. Our lower back is overextended or, you know, it's being um, lengthened. Our hamstrings are the, the muscles behind the leg are kind of contracted and our abs are contracted. And here's the big one. Our spine might be flexed forward. So when you stand up from that position, guess what it's difficult to, to achieve? Get out of the or, chair. Yeah, that's part of it. And also we um, to have better posture. Because if we're consistently doing that and, and the time is increasing, our body starts to adjust to that. And then certain muscles that pose us back, you know, are, are the muscles in our, our posterior chain become weaker. And then even when we're standing, we still have that head jet, our rounded shoulders, our spines flexing forward. For some people, it's more extreme, like you can visually see it. But for, for a lot of us, we can feel it. You may say like, wow, my right shoulder really is bothering me. And you're right, Dominic, because you're doing more computer work. Or you say my lower back really aches when I'm walking. That's because we sit, we're sitting more. So in my videos, I've, I do more exercises to help reverse or manage the, the negative effects of sitting and uh, computer, computer work, especially during these times. So what you're telling me, that can got, cause uh, body discomfort. Yeah, and if you have preconditions, you know, that, that it can exacerbate it if you think about it. Mm. So if you had knee pain before, the extra sitting is not going to help the knee pain. And if you were doing certain exercises outside for certain, um, just even cardio, that's also going to decrease. It's just a natural, um, it's just natural for it to go the other way if we're not doing it. I used to have a mentor at the YMCA. I'm kind of old school, Josephine. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my mentors, they were handball players too. He said, use it or lose it. So that was one. And another thing I never forgot was about, he said, keep moving. Um, so that's something that I, uh, that I took to heart early in my career. And then what I've done as a, as a fitness professional, because i got to base it on science, I say, well, let's keep moving, but we can also move smarter. I like, like that. that. And what do you mean by smarter? So rather than continue to do exercises that might um, promote tighter muscles, so if I'm sitting, I don't need to do a whole bunch of squats or do exercises like abs to flex because my muscles are already flexed. I can use that same time that I, I decided to do it because everyone, you know, it's not easy to to to, to exercise daily because it's more of like you have to make time and then it could be you can get distracted. But for those who make that time, we can start to be more efficient with that time and do exercises that help counter the effects 
of the sitting and, and that's more conducive to your overall goal goals. And I base that upon people don't know what they don't know. You know, what we see on TV are certain like ab crunches and a lot of squats. But what we can be doing are other floor exercises or standing exercises that will complement the squats, but also help address those tight muscles that can lead to um, pain and discomfort in, 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 in common areas like neck, low back, knee pain. Tell me a little bit about uh, like your book that uh, you told me about. Uh, and what is the name of that book again? Oh, so you must be referring to my last book, mm-hmm. which is Sparta Seniors. Um, just for your audience, I want to make sure you guys are aware of this. When I'm speaking of exercise, you do not need special equipment, Josephine. Yes. You don't need to spend $1,000. You can do much good with just your own body weight and anything you have at your home, like a chair and other things like that. So I want to throw that out there. Well, so well, I, ta- I, well before we go into your books, tell us a little bit about that. So, for example, the your own body, the way you position your 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 upper extremity. So let's say like your wrist position, right? If you extend your arm forward out in front of you, now if your audience wants to do this, they want to stand up or stay seated. You're standing. You're going to extend both arms forward. Naturally, your arms are going to face in. Now have your palms face up, like you're holding two plates of good food, like the best dishes you you like. Now, if you have any shoulder preconditions, you may be mindful of that. But everyone's right now have the arms extended with two plates of really good food. Keep holding your food. Keep your arms extended. Now bring your arms back, straighten all the way back like the letter T, and see how if you can stop when it's leveled with the shoulders and come back. So what I'm doing with you guys, you do that for 10 reps. The wrist position of having your palms face up would dictate how we recruit the muscles in the rotator cuff, which is the shoulders. Probably people are familiar with that. The wrist position, and then if you look down the arm to the shoulder, it will force your shoulder blades to drop down or depress. So that's going to help with the shrugging and the neck tightness. See mm. what I mean? Yeah. So these these little movements can make a little bit difference, and that doesn't require special equipment. And we can do stuff like that with the ankle or how we position our legs for the lower body. So that's that's what I meant. That's yes. great. So you have a, a lot of, then you have a lot of uh, um, exercise for balance, for uh, uh, the young at heart, so to speak. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so balance is is something that we all, all of us will want, like to want to keep, right? Especially as it doesn't even matter. It, it does matter. You know, as we age, it's very important to maintain our balance. But the balance can be, how can it, addressed and worked on by not just doing single leg exercises, you know, where you just stand and shut your eyes. It's actually doing more things that are working the muscles that help you stabilize, so you want to think more a holistic view. So you have your upper body, your lower body. If you have tight muscles on your upper body, and you and remember how I started earlier with the rounded shoulders and the head leaning forward? Yes. So that's naturally gravity is already pulling us forward in that direction. So the most the, the next thing from that, that affects our balance, if you think about it. So balance in itself, you want to also look at the upper body from the mid-back up. We want us to do exercises to pull us back as much as we can. And then gravity is not pulling us as much because if our head's jutted forward, that's weight, resistance. So, you know, you see where I'm going with this? Uh, yeah, I do. So if you're just focusing on just the lower body, you're not optimizing your 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 results or your, your potential. And if you're having good results, imagine if you added this kind of compar- um, this thing. 
Um, so just simple things like that. And there's also, you can take it another level like vestibular training. But if you go back to the use it or lose it uh, mantra that I said earlier, everyone should have some type of balance exercise in their workout. It doesn't matter if it's uh, if you're 20, 15, or 85, or 95. It's our relative. Challenge is relative, you know, and it could be just a simple stepping up, stepping over a, um, a book, you know, something, not a book, something to the fact like a curb, you know, that requires balance. Or it can be a, a leg swing if you're swinging your leg forward or you're swinging your leg to the left or to the side. That's a single leg balance exercise. You follow me? Yes. So there is, I, I'm a big, and it's also, um, it's also been proven in research that doing dynamic balance exercises are very beneficial on top of other traditional exercises where you just kind of like hold your leg up and you start to do it for 10 seconds to try to build up from there. But that doesn't, that you need something that applies to the real world also where, where you can, where you step over items and you step. And what happens if you step on a Lego on the floor, you know, you you lose your balance or something. Yeah. So we have to do things that improve your reaction time. Mm. Right. Yeah. And that all this stuff, my friends and your audience, it can be done at home and it can be done. Um, you can do it. You just have to do it and you have to start somewhere. And the most important thing, it has to be very safe for you and you have to be comfortable, but believe that it's worth the time to start to do these things incrementally. Incrementally. Re- reaction time is huge to help with balance. Hmm. How long? Uh, if somebody uh, has... Um an issue with balance and they're starting off like from scratch and they're getting some help but yet they progress how uh, and they come to you and say uh, I need help with this well I, I think if someone is is concerned about their balance then that also ties into fall prevention right yep and for someone to say I'm concerned about my balance that means it's been a chronic thing that's been happening. So th- there has to be certain episodes where they're like con- that made them concerned over a period of time. So then they, they would first need to speak with the medical, the, you know, the professional, their primary care, because it could be like, OK, so do you feel your balance is off when you take a shower? You know, you're afraid to shut your eyes because you feel you're going to lose your balance. See, I'm going to give you real talk. Or are you afraid to step down the stairs? You know, so it has to be more specific. And then once we find out exactly, uh, this is stuff that your audience can start to write down and think about. Write down like the three things that you fear, uh, that you 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 you, you uh, experience balance challenge. And then with that, you can you can we can make steps to build a program around it uh, because we want we want to overcome that fear um, of falling. You know, of losing the balance, so we can't we can't overcome anything if we don't know what we're trying to overcome. Does that kind of make sense? Well, I like that. See, I like the um, the aspect that you are interested in the person, the whole person, and I like the fact that you you're going to find out what's going on with them, and then address it. I right. like and, that. Oh, thank you. And along with the medical community, because yes. it, it, it could be something vestibular, you know, it could be a degeneration. It could be something mm-hmm. as simple, you know, as like uh, just muscle imbalances to a certain extent that just continue to build over a period of years. And it can also be, this ties into my book, it could be a fear 
of falling in itself where an individual stopped doing certain activity, but they're physically capable of doing activity Mm -hmm. that requires balance, but the fear is so big that they stop doing it. Yeah. So we have to re- we have to build that trust with small exercises or certain exercises to help overcome that fear. See, this is a comfortable conversation. So you know what I mean, that you're telling the public, listen, I'm willing to work with you. And uh, even if I have to contact your physician, if you give me permission or maybe we can talk all uh, on Zoom and um, find out what's going on with you and then we can work with it. That is an awesome thing. That's uh, awesome. I, that's the best way to do it, my friend, right? Yeah. They have a, you have a whole team. Yes. Yep, a team. Uh, uh, I, I believe that's what you're talking about. Now, uh, when you mention Sparta Seniors, what does that consist of? So the, the full title of my book, and it's actually a, a program, Sparta Seniors, this is um, Synchronicity of Science Perception of Limitations and Movements. It's a new method to build and support intrinsic capacity in older adults. So it's, that's just a fancy way is to help people with healthy aging. Aging, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a, lot, a big portion of the book are what I call auxiliary exercises. There are exercises that can complement whatever program you have right now with your physical therapy, whatever program you have right now with your current trainer, whatever exercises you're doing on your own, they will complement it. So I call them, call them auxiliary exercises by themselves. Uh, another thing in my book I speak a lot about is that there's a need for, as we spoke about earlier, concerted effort between the fitness industry and the healthcare providers. So mm-hmm. I speak about that. And in the book, I also cover um, the importance of doing strength training and that ties into uh, fall prevention and balance and things like that, because a lot of a lot of the research for many decades have been proven that strength training has also brain health benefit for cognition, um, among many other things too. You know, bone density, and um, and it's conducive to healthy aging. So I, the way I write books is not like a it's not a textbook. Mm-hmm. It's just for the average person. And it also can be used by a physical therapist that can help complement what they're doing. And it's all research-based, so it has all my links and all my um, citations. But if, you're looking f- but if you're looking for to get some insights of uh, the next phase for healthy aging for older adults, I think my book is a good cliff note to see what's going to be coming in the future. I think this is wonderful. And also, I'm looking at something that caught my eye, the workplace wellness. Yes. Tell me about that. Oh, that's straightforward. Um, Well, before COVID, right, you know, there was a lot of office work being done. And uh, workplace wellness is just that, that I also, that's one of the services I offer for businesses. And this can also be done online now. So back in the day, you know, you're sitting for eight hours a day. And then all I would do, I would learn what the goals are of the group and the, the three major goals. And I will go in and I would do some uh, physical activity with a presentation to teach about nutrition um, and go from there. And the benefits also of um, just thinking of mindfulness and meditation and just package it in that way, just to plant seeds, Josephine, mm-hmm. you know, that's really, it is. And to encourage and motivate people that they can just do, if they can just do one thing on a daily basis, that's, a very good start that that's it could be like hey i'm not going to drink um 
I'm not going to put four creams and five sugars in my coffee anymore. I'm going to put one cream and one sugar. So the, those, that's kind of like of my workplace wellness is about teaching how to um, have uh, lifestyle changes with, based on science and support. And now uh, these days I can do that online for businesses. If you have uh, employees working at home, we can do um, a Zoom or something like that and I'll do the same type of presentation. I think that's wonderful. Uh, you mentioned meditation. Where did you get involved in meditation? I want to know. So I was introduced to meditation when I was 17 or 18. I was introduced in a, in a different way than most people. It was through uh, martial arts. Mm-hmm. So I I was, for, so for whatever reason, I always gravitated to, to soft style martial arts. His hard style, which is karate. And I gravitated to Tai Chi Chuan. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first started to do that when I was 17, all the young guys like me, they were like, why are you doing that? You should be doing Kung Fu or martial art, hard style, not to soft, slow, you know, and that has been my path ever since. So it's basically moving meditation when you're trying to do, when you're doing Tai Chi Chuan, Well, Tai Chi is a philosophy. Tai Chi Chuan is the actual martial arts and it's a lifestyle. So through that, I explored more meditation and, and temples and things like that. And um, I have, uh, I have come to believe and experience that even if you do two minutes a day, 30 seconds of just turning everything off or 20 minutes, they all have benefits. It's all about repetition and, and um, just consistently doing it on to the best of your ability, not sitting for five hours for one day. You're better off doing five minutes for seven days, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's uh, how I yeah. came to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Tai Chi for years. Nice. I did Tai Chi for years uh, uh, and I loved it, and uh, I I taught meditation. That's why I asked you. Yes, you guided people, and that's great. So that's uh, that's awesome. I've gone through guided meditation. I don't guide people. Mm-hmm. I did but, that a lot of years. Um, that's, that's wonderful awesome. that you saw it in that way. That leads you to other avenues, by the way. Um, Anyway, I would like to ask you, um, what about the weight loss support? Uh, how did you get into that? Oh, my uh, breakout or break even? Yes. So that is a phrase that I coined, and it ties into, um, you know, I have these. I, I did uh, an event or a presentation at the Malden Public Library and other places here, too, and in Boston throughout my years. And it's, it ties into I, I teach how to overcome the roller coaster of weight loss and gain. So this might sound familiar. All right, so Julio lost five pounds. Hey, you look great. And then I gained 10 pounds. <laughs> so then I lost eight pounds. Hey, you look great. Three months later, I gained 15. So that's the roller coaster of weight loss and gain. You know, some people may, you laugh. Why did you laugh? <laughs> you know, I laughed. <laughs> so it may sound familiar. And it's like, yeah, oh, real familiar. <laughs> so my what I did, I... um. I, I wrote a book and a system that teaches individuals this science, not in an academic point of view, how to create a, a weight loss program, long-term weight loss program based on lifestyle. This is the most important thing. And I did this way before, I've, for many years, way before now it's becoming more popular, based on lifestyle, not on diets. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is once you, you, you use some of the tools in my book or on my website, and you will find out literally how many calories you need to maintain your current weight. Not to lose weight, 
how many calories you need to maintain. So once you have that idea, then you work backwards from there. And then you tie in how how many times you can realistically work out or do activity during a week. Because you want to think about it. If I can work out five days out of the week, then that's a big, that's a factor in my weight loss program, right? Mm-hmm. But what about this person who can only do one time because she has kids? So that person shouldn't be um, shouldn't be penalized and not be able to see the same progress because this other person's working five days out of the week. I mean, working out. So what's the solution? Then she needs a program based on her lifestyle. So that's what my program does. So it empowers people to learn um, how much energy, how many calories they need to to lose the weight that's realistic for them for each week. Set a goal, and then after you hit your goals, you 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 will have the tools to keep it off and be really good to yourself when you gain three pounds or five and you don't beat yourself up because it's a behavior modification. You learn, you know, you will create your own ceiling of like, okay, I see three pounds coming through the scale of five. I know what to do to bring it back down. So it's not 20 pounds. Follow me. Uh, I do uh, follow you. Yeah. I, I, and, uh, that's, that's uh, one of the, I'll just, before, before you chime in, one of the biggest things that, that, Weight loss is a billion-dollar industry. There's a reason. Billions, right? It's easier for me to make money to tell you what to eat and drink. And then once you stop doing that, what are you going to naturally do? Gain weight. You you know, you're going to go back to what you used to do. Yep. Now, what if I say, this is what you eat now, which you're, you know, what if I say, here's a list of alternative foods, but I'm not going to tell you what to eat. You're going to want to choose and plug and play into this uh, into this program for you see rather than me telling i give you a list and then you starting to choose and learn what's best for you what you like the most so when we part our ways you already have this whole lifestyle of um of fu- uh, and food selection that works well for you so there's no like um there's no like a no hard stop when you stop a diet you know, it's like a hard stop and you go back this is something that's been happening over a period of weeks and months where you built a new lifestyle of, um, and, and respect for food and how it's energy and how to use it to get the body you want sorry i went on a rant on a rant <laughs> no that's okay that's okay because say i'm going to tell you there's a lot of people that will be listening to this podcast that will get what you're saying or uh, saying gee i didn't know that Oh, thank you. Seriously. Um, because um, you, you know what you're talking about because you've been there, done that. Yeah, we talked about that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 80 <laughs> pounds, my friend. Uh-huh. You've been there, done that. So you know where you've been. You know what works, what doesn't work, and how to do it. And definitely a weight loss is definitely not a diet. Uh, there's a lot of diets out there, as you well know. And... Uh, you know, uh, after you're done doing them, uh, you go back to the way you were, and then you gain weight, and then, and you're on a roller coaster. Now, um, I see uh, specialties. What are your specialties? Well, specialties um, post rehab. You know, after you finish with your physical therapist, or you're getting close to the end. I contact your physical therapist and then I start to create a program to help ramp off, ramp you off your PT. So it complements it. Or if you finish PT and I would, you know, I'll get, um, I'll get familiar with what you went through. I can help you go to another level and help you achieve your, your fitness goals, training older adults. 
and um, that's a privilege for me. So I've been doing that for many years. Um, older, who's an older adult? You know, is it a sixty-five-year-old? Is it a fifty-five-year-old? You know, it, it, uh, that's that's in my book too. It's like um, I'm going on a tangent. The 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 term older adult is actually more regional, and it's usually based on economics more than anything, based on retirement age, depending on the country. Well, you know, it's also a state of mind. Oh, yeah. yeah we talked about that, too. Mm-hmm. It's a state of mind, economics, and uh, it's a, it is a state of mind. You can live amongst the elderly and still not be like that, and uh, it is a state of mind. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. When I meant economics, I meant like, say, in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, our retirement age. Mm-hmm. So that's more the economic part. Yeah. Say if it's 55, they'll say, oh, so you're an older adult. I'm like, wow. <laughs> if you go to like somewhere in, in Africa, let's pretend a country, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, they don't have their retirement age. So someone's 75, it might be the older adult. Yeah. And that yeah. person's still working hard. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other things I've, I've certifications and I also created my own courses for the fitness professional for special equipment exercise like kettlebells and maces and not maces, kettlebells. And um, so I, I guess you can say I'm like a, uh, I'm a pretty well-rounded trainer, but if you have uh, weight loss specialty or their adult specialty, and athletic development, I can. I'm pretty good at that. Injury prevention, Josephine. I'm pretty good in creating programs for that too. I see that. Uh, what about the C, uh, CEC workshops? What does that contain? Oh, so you know, many professions like nursing can be anything, and um, it could be uh, an accountant or in fitness. You have to have continuing education credits to mm-hmm. maintain your certification. So I have. I think now I have four courses that I created. And I offer to the fitness professionals um, if they need some continuing education credits. So I'm also an educator. And what I'm going to ask you this, it may sound funny, but in what manner? How am I an educator? Yes. I teach the course. I created it. The, the course that you created, and have you been in any colleges or just? Uh... No, the, the way that the, um, so I'll tell you that story and you'll love it. So to, in order for you to have a continuing education credit, you have to get approved by an organization that that creates the standards for the industry. So my courses, I just didn't create and put them out there. I had to pass me all the guidelines and standards through the NSCA, National Strength and Conditioning Association, and a few others that uh, if someone's certified for them, they can come to me and get some continuing education credits. So mm-hmm. it's not like that's, so technically, I will be called an educator. Wonderful. Wonderful. That, that, yeah. I, I'm an anomaly regarding college. I never got to finish college, mm-hmm. just life circumstances. I, I went to Latin school. I didn't go to BU with, uh, because we were rich. It was scholarships and grants. And just life happened, and, and, and I was unable to finish. But if I was, um, life is funny because I had to drop out of the college to go into the workforce, I would have never become a trainer because I, I that wasn't part of my career mm-hmm. path to become a trainer. But you're there. <laughs> yes. You are there. Um, there was a plan for your life, so you're there. And um, 
I love that. I love that. I, I love uh, when somebody has something upon their heart, they um, press in and seek it. And um, obviously you have done that. I want to know, um, you have, of course you have resources. Tell us about your resources. Oh, sure. So if you go, first resource, I'm old school, Josephine. I'm really, will be me. So I, I can always find time for anyone if you want to email me or post a comment on my, you know, my social media or anything. So that's number one. If you have any questions regarding health and fitness, reach out to me. I will reply. The second thing on my website, I make it easy for people to learn um, how, how to start a program for your own long-term weight loss. So I have like calculators where it says, you know, how much weight you're going to lose um, per week. Uh, what your how many calories you need to maintain your current weight um, what's your bmr for women and men and then also have sections videos for different type of um, needs so if it's balanced you know if it's strength or if it's home workouts or and everything and above and i also have stuff for the fitness professional on there too a lot of articles that i've written throughout my years um so that's what's on there what is a bmr Basometabolic rate. Okay. So um, yeah, the, your BMR. That's basically you want you want to think about your BMR as how many calories you would need to eat in a day to maintain organ function. Mm-hmm. So there's a way for us to calculate that, and there's different uh, formulas, and I use two formulas. But basically, is if if I did nothing all day, how many calories do I need to maintain life? So for like someone like me, I think it's like 1,500 calories. I don't remember, 16. So just bear in mind, meaning I do not, no other physical activity, just lay there and I'm breathing and my heart's pumping. So all that requires energy. So everyone has a specific BMR. It's, it's pretty common, um, you know, it's not that, we don't, we don't differ that much. So then if that's your BMR, once you know your BMR, then you're gonna. Then you there's a calculator that says, okay, how active you are. So if you're an athlete, that's a, a competitive athlete, you know, that's professional and gets paid to do it, then you may be working out six hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. Like a baseball, versus someone who has a nine to five job who maybe work out for thirty minutes. So that person's energy needs is very different than the other person regarding calories, right? Mm-hmm. So then you 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 multiply that act uh, energy need based on the activity times your BMR. So that's how many calories somebody would need to maintain that current weight or activity. So it could be 2000, right? Going to say baseline of 1500 or for that athlete might be 3,500 calories. You'll be surprised like a swimmer, a, a competitive Olympic swimmer, they could probably eat like five, 7,000 calories a day. No. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's that's crazy, huh? But that's yeah. true. And then some of us, without knowing, eat four, three thousand to four calories a day, and we work for nine hours, mm. and maybe and maybe go for a walk. And that's from the culotta, that's from the extra this and that. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when we education is very empowering, and that's part of my program, and that's in, included in the resources. Well, I think sometimes. I'm not speaking for everybody, but sometimes people uh, don't have the knowledge. They um, they just kind of perish from it. You know, um, if you don't have knowledge, 
of an understanding of what's going on in a particular area, then you just don't know. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's why I'm I'm that type. I'm old school coach. I never assume people know what I know. Mm-hmm. I never assume someone who's in fitness or nutritionist know what I know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know everything. So that's the best thing I need to know. That I don't know everything. <laughs> I'm still a student. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But I also see something that you were voted number two on the A-list in Metro Boston, I be, believe. Yeah, Metro Boston includes the North Shore, South Shore, the mm-hmm. whole area. Mm-hmm. Out of 53 uh, clubs and trainers, I was voted number two. Wow. Um, when was this? Uh, what's this, 2020? So I think 2018 or 2017, I don't remember. Now, I did they stopped it? Yeah. Well, did somebody uh, enter your your name or yep. they, uh, uh, they did? I didn't know anything about it. Wow. So I just got contacted that I was like in the top five. I don't remember exactly something to that effect. So someone people were doing that and it's based on votes. Mm-hmm. So so there were enough people who voted for me. And then I, I caught wind. I was like, wow, maybe I could. And then I then I ended up being number two, which was I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, the one thing I hear. I don't know. Uh, part of me for saying you like the idea, but you're you're humble, uh, and I like that. You're very oh, humble. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I want to know. Um, you have that book, uh, break out and breaking even which you talked about but you have other books what are their names oh thanks so the other third so we talked about sparta seniors mm-hmm. and then break out or break even that's my other book and then i have another book is specifically for people who are thinking of career changes into the fitness industry and also if you are a personal trainer already in the fitness industry it's called how to become an a-list personal trainer fundamentals for branding service and success and that's the other book that i also wrote and uh, all of these are also available in ebook too and in print Mm. so it covers everything for again if you're thinking of getting into the industry i just write what to expect what they don't tell you you know the difference between employment as a commission base for a salary um, the benefits this is before covid i wrote this book the benefits of getting your own website for five dollars you know you just buy the benefits of using social media a lot of the fitness professionals they got caught off guard because they were focused more on training in person and not really using the platform of the internet to help people or just to just to promote health and wellness so when this whole COVID thing happened they couldn't go physically into the gym they were like a deer in the headlights oh my goodness so my book, way before this happened, just very small steps, Josephine. I just suggested just to just to just to buy it or just to get a name on it, and uh, because it's you know it's twenty twenty, we want to take advantage of the tools we have available. Yeah, um, the internet uh, can be used superbly, um, and you it looks like you've done that, and I see you're on Twitter. Yes. I see you're on YouTube, Lincoln, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes. And so you definitely have used the internet wisely. And um, your email is, I hope I say this name right, Julio Sato 
at fitnessfoundry.net. Am I correct? You're funny. <laughs> You're good. You're like, am I correct? Yes and no. Okay. Yeah, okay. You like that? You had a 50% chance of getting it right. I okay. Give you, that. you give it to us. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's uh, so think of my last name as that vegetable dish that you eat, a salad. So salado. Salado. Julio Salado at fitnessfoundry.net. Perfect. Uh, Benny, Benny. Benny, Benny. <laughs> Muy Benny, Muy Benny. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting it. You're making me hungry. Salade, you know? <laughs> Insalade. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so, anyway. But, uh -oh, hello? Yeah, I'm here. Hello? Can you hear uh, me? I am here. Julio? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I think we lost. No. Humor is good. Yep. I'm here. No, don't worry about that because I can cut that part right out. Um, so I, I love that. And um, is there anything, of course, you? It, it says, of course, you're a coach, you're a motivator. Are you a motivator speaker too as well? I guess. I guess I am now technically because but the whole basis of my clients getting results is based on motivation, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've personally experienced that too, because as we talked another time about, you know, I experienced the weight loss, the roller coaster of weight loss and gain. You know, I'm not naturally physically gifted. I was overweight as a child. And then I had my twenties and over. And then when I learned the science, that's when I was able to do better, mm -hmm. you know, and that, but I, um, when I got stuck in a rut uh, a couple of years ago, uh, one of my fitness friends, he motivated me to get back on track. So I, I, I would never, I think motivation and support is crucial to, uh, to especially in the fitness industry, but also in life. we got to support each other, right? Yes. Motivate. Yes, we most certainly do in this day and age. We do have to support one another. Um, it, uh, I, you know, it's almost like uh, it's like a gift to do that. Agree. So well, I don't know if it's a gift, but thank you. But <laughs> I just know it's needed. <laughs> yes, it is needed. And this is where I hear in your voice again. I don't know if it's a gift, but I just know that it's needed. That's being humble. So I okay. love that of you. So uh, I'd like to know, is anything else that you would like to add? Uh, well, I also post pictures of my cat. So I want to let people know she's a rescue diabetic cat. And uh, she's 13 years old. So I want to let you know that I'm big on animal, animal rights and all that, and, uh, and humor, because you were laughing earlier. Mm -hmm. if, you're not, if you didn't laugh today, then you're missing out, <laughs> you know, because that's right. And I've, I've gone through a period of time where my humor was, I know we're living through some difficult times. Uh, I've gone through it. You know, my, my, I had personal loss also due to COVID. And, um, Sorry. But, but, but the whole point is that, um, we're all alive, you know, and we can always, if if we know someone who needs to pick me up, then we do our best, right? Yes. So when I heard when I heard you laugh, Josephine, that was music to my ears. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's my pleasure. And would you like to share anything else about uh, the Fitness Foundry and um, what is going on around Malden, Boston, Cambridge? Um, I suspect 
that you're reaching out in Malden and beyond? Uh, yeah, I am. Well, I think one of the main takeaways is that wherever you are right now, I can help you or you can find someone that can help you um, be active at your home or in your yard, wherever you are. So I want that's the big message. You don't need to put yourself more at risk to go to a specific place that you feel uncomfortable. So you are perfect where you are. So if you want, if you need help in learning some new exercises using what you have, feel free, feel free to reach out to me, or there's other people who are more willing and able. Um, and it's and I and I have a whole bunch of free videos, and I I'm going to continue to do live events on the internet, like Josephine um, listed those social media channels. So just big thing, I want everyone to stay active every day, and every effort counts. That's wonderful. Uh, um, Julio, I would like for you to give your um, email address again, your phone number that people can contact you at, if you will, and any other information that you would like to give. Yeah, so my website is fitnessfoundry.net. My email is my name, Julio, that's with a J, Salado, at fitnessfoundry.net. Um, once you contact me, I will give you my phone number, so that won't be a problem. So once I have to put the I have to put the ball in your court. I want you to reach out to me first, and then we'll go from there. And what else? So I, again, I'm doing weekly events, um, and I can personalize um, whatever you, you whatever your goals are. I can help. I can make sure that it's safe, effective, and result driven too, and fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, do you, one thing I want to ask you, uh, do you have anything, any events going on in Malden coming up? So as of now, no, anything, I had one, what, three weeks ago. Uh, so anything I'm doing right now is online and mm -hmm. I do it live. So the one I had here in Malden was my, my pay it forward. I gave shout outs to all the local businesses because they were just opening up. And I gave a free workout, and during the workout, I just mentioned certain names of businesses in the area, and I also mentioned the nonprofits like Bread of Malden, um, and I think it's that right, yeah, Bread of Bread of I Life. Got, what, bread, Bread of Life. Sorry. So you know where I'm going. This um, one good thing, one thing that we all should know is that hunger is real, and uh, you guys can, any, all of us can always donate, or we can volunteer, or we can, another way we can give back is just by mentioning it to other people if we don't have the financial resources. Uh, so that's what I did last couple of weeks ago. I just, I do free workouts and I give shout outs to nonprofits and local businesses. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, uh, thank you very much for doing that. Now, do you have a link on your website that people can donate to nonprofit organizations? Uh, I don't have the link, but if you click on any of the videos I have, so yes, yeah, so technically it would be a link because they would have their name. So you could either just, if the name is probably like a link in itself, or you can just Google it. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I have to say this has been a pleasure for me. And if before we still have some time, anything else that you would like to speak about? Yeah, so nutrition, right? The quarantine 15? Yes. Oh, I, I, I got, I'm, you know what I'm known for? is for, for giving practical tips. So I can't leave you guys empty handed, I'll give you some homework. Go ahead. So, 
So the quarantine 15 and, you know, it could be 20, it could be five from the sitting happened. So I, I went through it too. I think I gained like eight pounds and then I said enough is enough. So I put down the cheesecake and a couple of other things. I won't dive into it. <laughs> and then I, I dropped that. But this is what I'm getting at. So let's use cheesecake as an example or cereal or French fries. I want whatever it is that, you know, it's high in calories. You can Google and just say alternative for that food. And you'll get a healthier alternative to that food. And you get a whole bunch of options. Wow. Give that a shot. Really? That's practical. And it could be for any drinks too, you know, beverages. If you're hooked on soda, you can put alternative healthy alternatives for, for soda, you know, healthy. And then you'll come up with a whole bunch of options. It's all about planting seeds. It's all about, you know, us having options so we can make better decisions. Well, that is a great tip. Anything else? That's all I got for right now. Okay. I want to thank you for uh, just being on this podcast with me and uh, just being so real and being fun, too, and giving me a chuckle here and there. <laughs> oh, my pleasure, my friend, and thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. And we'll, we will do this again. I know we will. And um, I thank you so much. And I want to um, give a shout-out to everybody in Malden, Massachusetts, and beyond. And uh, I just want to say, please be safe. Look in on your neighbor. And uh, please be kind to one another. Please. And um, again, uh, I want to thank all doctors and nurses out there and home care workers. And again, please be safe. And thank you, Julio. Salado? Did I get it? Salado, you got it. Ah, Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Bye-bye now, my dear. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, you take care. Bye-bye. Bye.